because we are living in a chemical world and I'm a chemical nondescript person. We are living in a chemical world and I am a chemical girl. We are living in a chemical world and I am a chemical girl or boy. We are living in a chemical world and I am a chemical Chestnut brown, your voice is full of grace. You were slamming dope in heaven, now up in a better place. The rest you weary head upon my chest. The time for fighting's over, the time has come to rest. You held me close at infancy as I took my first steps. You traveled round the country with my butt in your lap. You held my hand on the first day of school. You were the one I thought I'd never lose. Been drinking so long, don't know when it began, but somewhere down the road you lost all your friends, retired your bottle for a needle and a bag. The years passed by with no sight of an end. Drugs will easily mask the pain. Drugs will always be there again and again. When everyone, your daughter, she hates you too. Well, you can hide behind your pipe alone in your room. They say that the good times will never last. That all they will ever do is bite you in the ass. But I think it's up for you to decide when you end the good times with suicide. I'd some men go for a bullet in the brain Other men go for a hit of that rock cocaine My mother died with a needle in her vein Life or death addiction, it's all the same Everyone I've ever loved has always found something better. Their mouths run dry as their eyes are getting wetter when everyone, my best friend, he hates me too. Well, I will hide behind my pipe alone in my room. When I was young, my mother said she'd soon be dead as the night held on. I wept alone in my bed, but I could never know what she would become when the men rolled in and all the booze was gone. We live in a world rife with the diseases. Ignorant to loved ones, please. But it doesn't matter much when they're dead and gone. Junk will make sure everything is said and done. And that was CAS by Muggsy Faye. You may know her as Maggie Seldine. And you are tuned into Chemical World here on KDK. I am Kenna Crampton, and I am joined in the studio 
With me, Maggie Saldine, a.k.a. Muggsy Faye, co-host of Chemical World, founder and director of High Rockies Harm Reduction, singer, songwriter, artist, and dog mom. I have my baby here in the studio today, so if you hear any weird sounds on, on my song or in today's episode, it's him, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> sure. No, he's he's a big old sweetie, and he's sleeping but breathing hard, so <laughs> that's good. That's what we like to hear. What a great title you have. Just so many... Wonderful titles behind the, the behind your name, so it's great to hear all of them because I think sometimes people forget that you also are a talented songwriter and a very talented artist. I I have a calendar that you make every year and it's beautiful and that, like you're just you're really wonderful. So thank you oh, for well, reminding people. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And yeah, I sometimes forget all of the the amazing things I do because it's just pretty busy and I actually haven't really picked up the banjo for a while um since I've, you know, really heavily started diving into my harm reduction career and all the things we've been up to and just the past couple weeks um there's a cover that I was really inspired to play and that gets me playing and and I have, you know, a lot of songs about addiction, about grief, about loss and depression and and mental illness. And, you know, since, or I'm sorry, mental health, I'd rather say. (laughs) And since, you know, that's so relevant to what we talk about here on Chemical World and we're celebrating our two-year anniversary of doing this show. Is that right? That's that's so exciting. Yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) It went by in a flash. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But so, you know, I, I think we, you know, asked ourselves, so what do we want, you know, going into year three Chemical World to look like and I just thought you know that was an easy thing I can bring to the table is just another you know artistic expression of um, you know how we process and talk about these issues and for me music is is the best way to to work through these issues and I without a doubt that's why I've I've picked it up again this year (laughs) yeah music is so important in so many ways Uh, like this morning I was feeling really upset and I decided to put on a, a like a modest mouse radio mm. and man right away like white stripes came on and then modest mouse and I was just all like I just felt so much better immediately just hearing like songs from your past that just bring up you know make you feel better and that's one reason why I absolutely love like having my radio show or um and I was also talking to my therapist earlier today about our relationship and just how we got a lot closer because um, our sobriety birthdays are very close to the same, mm-hmm. you know, just a couple months different. And um, when we first started hanging out a lot more and getting closer, we were playing music together and, you know, playing shows and all of that. And so um, that was such a like interesting time in my life, at least like playing all that music. And it, it was so different from anything that I would have ever thought that I would ever do in my life. And that's something that I realized in the last few years has happened to me, like just doing things that I never would have thought I would do and becoming a person that I never thought I would be, but really happy about who I am and who I've become. I was going to say that can go in a few different directions, <laughs> yeah. but, um, you know, and I think we've talked about on this show before, like that is the the gift of, of sobriety and recovery, right, is we kind of have to figure out what we want in this life because you know the majority of us with addiction problems we're not happy and we're not comfortable in our own skin and we use substances to disassociate and so we have to figure out like okay well I'm here I'm in it to win it (laughs) to the finish line right and uh, so I got to figure out how can I be comfortable in in this body and in this soul 
my motto um, towards music is if a single person can get from my music what I get from music in general, just mm-hmm. that that connection, that you know relevance, and and that feeling that you're not alone, and just really even something to help you even if you're sad or angry or happy whatever just to get through you know those moments with something a little more enjoyable so I'm super honored to have this opportunity to share if if one person can get that from my music what I get from other music I have succeeded in life basically and um, so that song is called CAS which stands for Chesley and Seldine which was my mother's name and that was actually one of the like first songs I wrote on guitar when I was about 18. And my music has always been, you know, what before I was 18, I just wrote poetry and I didn't have an instrument to put it onto. And then I started playing guitar and banjo. And it's always been um, the best source for catharsis for me to work through these issues like my mom's death but my mom's death is just a part of the trauma it's her addiction and even though she's not alive now being the adult child of an alcoholic and a drug addict and everything that that implies for you know my childhood and so I thought that that would be a great you know song to bring to the table as kind of the first one other than the theme song of course that's featured on on this show not only because it was one of the first songs I wrote and I like to do things chronologically because I'm a little type (laughs) a uh, and got a a Aquarius rising but also because I feel like that song that is exactly what that song is about right if you listen to that it's all about how we all cope with our issues with drugs and alcohol and I can't really even throw the stone at somebody whose addiction hurts me because my addiction is hurting somebody else mm-hmm. down the line too. I was joking about you know they we we don't we all know that families are very triggering right. <laughs> and I was uh, I've been you know going through some some family things and I was with my family and. I hadn't even had an N.A. beer for like six months. Oh, wow. And I had noticed that because, you know, addiction is mental. It's not really the substance itself other than, you know, some of those substances that really do cause physical dependence. And alcohol is one of those. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like with cigarettes and alcohol, there is a physical dependence. But like the psychological dependence and the ease of access, right, that you could go, like, I remember one time somebody, a mutual friend of ours when we were very young told me, if you want to quit smoking cigarettes, switch to rollies, to roll your owns, because they're so much harsher. And every piece of advice somebody has ever given me along those lines about quit, quitting smoking, I'm like, you really underestimate my ability to walk into a store and buy a pack of Marlboro Reds, right? Like, yeah, I can uh-huh. do that, like, and I know time. I mm-hmm. can. Um, and I have a hard time with putting limits on myself with things like that because I know that I can physically go out and <laughs> get those cigarettes, right? But so it was just, um, it, it just, it is so much a, a mental thing, you know, and that's why we have vapes to replace cigarettes because it's like you're still getting that, um, that like physical, like you're doing something with your hands and that psychological habitual routine and inhaling something. Mm-hmm. And oh, man, I. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Smoking. Sorry to the smokers out or recovering smokers out there. But um, so my point, so though, was just uh, that I had noticed that I hadn't been drinking N.A. beer and I was proud of myself. I'm like, that's cool, because even when it's not alcoholic, it is still feeding this like 
neural pathway and impulse, right? Mm -hmm. This habitual habit. Like I would come home, crack an NA beer after work. Like I'm really still feeding my alcoholism. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's harm reduction, right? Like Uh I'm not causing problems in my family. I'm not, you know, going out and getting in an accident. Like it's whatever it takes to get you through the day. But for me personally, I was just pleased when I noticed I wasn't doing that anymore. And my point is I go to see my family and they're like, hey, we've got your NA beers right here, which is great. And I appreciate that. And that's so kind. But it is just funny because it's like that's, you know, drinking is so hard because it's like so ingrained in our culture. And our I think our family is like tend to exacerbate that sometimes for a variety of reasons. And it's not just like them causing those emotions. It's also them literally handing you drugs or alcohol (laughs) or whatever. At least that's my experience from time to time. And I love my family. Hashtag blessed for every one of them. I wouldn't (laughs) ask for another family. But it's just interesting to me how these things continue to play out even within sobriety, these these patterns that we all get stuck in. Yeah. If you're just joining us, you are tuned into KDNK Community Radio. And this is Chemical World. Yeah, and we were talking about that the other day just about as an addict, you don't have to be doing any substances that are actually physically addictive like alcohol or cigarettes or or uh, opioids. Like those are actually addictive substances. You don't have to do any of that. Like as an addict, you can find anything to become addicted to, whether it's, you know, exercising or pot or, I mean... That's just where my mind went. But I know a lot of people who are in sobriety probably aren't using pot, but they're, you know, coffee, you know, whatever it is. I I knew someone who, when they were getting sober, would drink like a gallon of milk a day (laughs) because that was just what they wanted to drink. And they just had to drink something habitually. Like it's not beer, then it's going to be milk, like a gallon of milk a day. It was nuts. Yeah. Like. You, you have to replace it with something and you just a lot of the time the best thing to do is find something healthy to become addicted to <laughs> exactly and, and to, to try and find balance and moderation in life you know and I think that's part of something I want to create is you know positive social opportunities positive and and you know it can be sober it can be cannabis friendly whatever but you know where we go on hikes or we have art classes or you know just things to keep our hands and our minds busy and forgive me if I've talked about this on here already but like puzzles like mm-hmm. my new addiction is puzzles I will sit down for eight hours straight completely lose track of time and do a puzzle until my eyes are crossing and I can't see straight (laughs) and I was at Walmart the other day and I had two boxes of puzzles under my arm and or like two two puzzles right two yeah two boxes two puzzle boxes under my arm and it just reminded me so much I had like this flash to having like two packs of cigarettes and like a 12 pack of beer like I always buy things in twos I'm very like need to be prepared person and a lot Uh of people are like that in their addiction like you need to make sure you have enough for the next 24 to 72 hours Mm -hmm. and so I was like I already have a puzzle started at home and here I am like buying two more and this is like my plan for the weekend and it was just so funny that sensation of walking through Walmart with the two puzzles was like exactly (laughs) like buying drugs and alcohol to me um so yeah it absolutely like it's it, it Sometimes it's the substance, but very little of addiction is the substance because it's just it's how our brains work and how we tend to become 
hyper-focused on something. And with drugs and psychotropic substances, and including caffeine and sugar, like, you know, or like I said to you on the phone the other day, I'm like, yeah, cocaine's great. If I could just do cocaine all the time with no negative consequences, like, <laughs> that would be great. But that's just not, you know, but that my point is that these chemicals cause, like, these reactions in our brain that create pleasure. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy to become addicted to feeling good and feeling better than usual right but the problem is then that long-term abuse leads to the inability to feel good at all yeah and yeah and of course every every body and everybody is different and you know some people become addicted to substances because they're addictive substances Mm -hmm. and other people become addicted to substances because they've had a lot of trauma and they're just trying to deal with it and we you know I know I know we've touched on that before but I think that that's probably the difference between someone abusing a substance and becoming addicted to it rather than someone abusing a substance because they have an addictive personality and they're just going to always find something to be addicted to. Yeah, and that's a really interesting point because somebody um, said this to me once, and this is kind of just a general like line of thinking that's out there that it took me a while to understand, but that there is a distinct difference between physiological dependence and psychological dependence right like anyone will become physically dependent to opioids if they use them for a couple of weeks consistently right most people will also and and again that's actually still not 100 percent true like there are some people out there who just like do not get an effect from opioids but i doubt that they would use them for two weeks if that was the case but my point is just that like there's always that you know outlier and Mm -hmm. and everyone's chemistry is so different that some drugs really don't affect certain people and, and whatever but the bottom line i mean even if you didn't like feel a reaction to it if you took that medication for every day for two weeks you probably wouldn't have withdrawal if you stopped taking it because even if you're not getting a psychotropic effect there are all these other things that drugs do right like for example antidepressants like may help with depression they may do a hundred other things that have nothing to do with your depression and that's the same with any medication pretty much Mm -hmm. right they all have side effects yada yada anyway But the same thing, like if somebody were to consistently drink alcohol every day for I don't know how long that takes, but again, it's different body to body. But for a few months, they would have withdrawal if they stopped. I mean, I've even gotten to the point where I was, you know, shaking Mm -hmm. by not having alcohol um, for for over a few hours or whatever. And so those are drugs that really do create physical dependence. And the withdrawal from alcohol can be lethal. It can Mm -hmm. kill you. Um, But then... Then there are, like you said, people who for whatever reason, like for me, I feel like, um, you know, when I started abusing drugs and alcohol when I was 12 years old, I was already someone who could not find joy in life. And that's why I started using. Mm -hmm. And I think back to like, like I'm actually like something I'm actively working on is, you know, I, I went to CCS and we did our big eighth grade trip to Costa Rica when I was a kid. And I look back at that so fondly, like we had such a cool time we built roads we saw the cloud forest we saw the cities it was such an amazing experience but I was like completely miserable every second that I was there I've been in the redwood forest and been completely bored out of my mind because that's like my mental health and and whatever right and so now I like 
it's cool to see that I enjoy nature hikes now because I've actively cultivated. I've had, but I've had to work on that because mm-hmm. I was tired of really hating every moment of my life. And so now I can at least enjoy nature hikes yeah, in sobriety too, <laughs> which gosh, goes back to just kind of an ongoing conversation I've been having with people about communication. And I feel like we're all just so self-centered and in our own self-head and projecting and implying and inferring and assuming. And I'm just realizing I'm trying so hard all the time and I'm still not that great at communicating. <laughs> well, and I think, I mean, that just kind of becomes really clear when you're like on social media and stuff that, you know, we all have our own websites now. So we're all kind of obsessed with ourselves. But <laughs> I think that just kind of happens anyway, because it's like when you had a conversation with somebody and then you later playing it back in your head and you're like, oh, why did I say that? Now they're going to think this about me and whatever. And then like it kind of somebody will tell you like, no, they're not thinking about what you said. They're thinking about what they said. You know, they're like whatever you said is not playing back in their head. What's playing back in their head is what they said. So, yeah, you know, we're all we're all we're all the stars of our own, which shows. is fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is fair. I had one of the most beautiful things somebody ever said to me was everyone is dying to be understood, but that's impossible. All you really want is to be heard. Mm-hmm. We want to be heard and respected and validated and acknowledged that, yes, I hear you. I under I don't understand because I cannot ever understand your perspective like you and I were very close in age we both grew up in Carbondale Mm -hmm. but like we've had completely different experiences throughout our lives we have completely different cultural backgrounds and family upbringing and you know I mean maybe not completely different but still it's just very difficult if not impossible to fully appreciate somebody else's perspective you know and so you always put your spin on what is going on in somebody else's life yeah and that's what I keep finding and I know that I do this too it's like I project my feelings and assume other people are thinking things because that's like my inner Mm -hmm. fear monologue right and then people are like well you looked at me like this or you said this and I'm like yeah but that's not what I meant you know so it is it's it's normal and natural to be you know a little self-centered and I think that you know and I've said this so many times because of course you know we started this in June 2020 so it's been a really hectic and stressful time but I think a little bit of kindness goes a long way and I think we should just treat everyone we interact with like their parents just died because that might be what's going on and it's just it's a sensitive time and and I think the only way we're going to get through it is kindness and not more stress but that's hard so Because there's so many, there's so much division that it's like you probably don't agree with whatever is going on with that or what's going, what they believe. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they're not a human being that deserves respect. So. Yeah, and that just we're all human beings. We're all just trying to get through this. We're all just trying to look out for ourselves and our families. We're not actually trying to attack you. <laughs> we're yeah. just trying to look out for us. Back to the self-centeredness. Well, and I, I would just well, I you were probably about to say this, but you have some updates that you want to give up people about High Rockies. Yes, thank you, Kenna. Yeah. Thank you for <laughs> winding me down. I was getting there. I swear. Give me a microphone and you'll never get rid of me. Yeah, so I just wanted uh, you know, to always say a big thank you to just everyone out in the valley who supports Chemical World and High Rockies Harm Reduction and all the work that we do. Our service schedule um, with High Rockies is going to be slightly adjusted this summer, but remember we do 
have physical service sites across the valley for you to access harm reduction, including free Narcan, fentanyl test strips, peer support, all that good stuff. And you can always find our full service schedule at www.HighRockiesHarmReduction.com. And be sure to follow us at High Rockies Harm Reduction on Facebook and Instagram, where we always put, um, you know, closures, updates, any events, news, things going on. So be sure to follow us and stay in the loop. Thank you. And thank you for all of the work that you've been doing throughout the Valley. Um, We all really appreciate it. And uh, I appreciate having this platform to explain to people kind of what what you're doing so thank you absolutely thank you so much kenna and just and for all you do as well and i couldn't (laughs) have done it without you and just a reminder if you have any questions comments concerns need to schedule an appointment or a training you can contact me maggie at 970-618-4194 or maggie at highrockiesharmreduction.com Great. And Chemical World will be back here on KDNK on July 11th at 4.30 p.m. And you can always listen to past episodes at kdnk.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. And a big thank you to KDNK for giving us this chance for this platform. So thank you. Thanks, KDNK. Hope everyone has a safe and fun summer. And remember, you don't have to be sober to keep your community clean. Somebody passes out, make sure to turn them on their side.